Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hello everyone, welcome to Cornerstone Conversations. Uh, I am Neil Wright. I'm here with my good friend and colleague, Assistant Pastor Matt Koenig. Hello Neil. That was a lovely introduction, thank you. Oh, that's fine. How I, are you I did, I did wonder there for a minute if you forgot who you were. <laughs> Just sometimes. <laughs> anyway, was, anyway. sometimes I'm, I'm well, how are you going? Yeah, going good. Yeah, good. Excellent. So, Matt, we're just yes. sort of uh, still going through the Called and Chosen. Um, I'm not sure if this is the last one or not. Doesn't matter. We'll just keep going. Keep on. Keep yeah. on keeping on. And I just wanted to, this week, really um, talk about our gifts and using yep. them for the body of Christ and yep. what that looks like. And I think one of the big things for me is that we all have a gift. Yeah, Absolutely. And so, you know, because I think when I was preaching, there was one stage where I said, if you have a spiritual gift, and I was like, wait a minute, actually it says each of you has a spiritual gift. That's not yeah. an if you have a spiritual gift, yeah. it's like you actually do have a spiritual gift, um, which means that we have to work out how we are going to use that yeah, or whether we're going to use it at all because um, it's definite that we can neglect to use it. Yeah, it's a choice. Yeah, it's a choice that we mm. have. So. We've, we've sort of looked at, you know, being prepared, yep. so making yourself ready, listening to the Holy Spirit for that call, um, but now walking in that yeah. calling that we have and, you know, that we're called to the body and we see that call and there's some big calls in the Bible, you know, Moses, Elijah, Deborah, et cetera, et cetera, where mm. people receive this specific task or, you know, big call to do something great. Yeah. And... You know, during our lives, we just might have that moment, hmm. um, but we might not. And is it less important for people without a big call to walk in their gift um, or not? What are you was that, Oh, that a question? Yeah, I thought that was a question, sorry, it's a question a now. It wasn't going to be, but then Rhetorical it was. question. Um, I put a no, question I, think, I think it's absolutely crucial that we walk in in our gifts regardless of whether it's a massive thing or a, or a small thing um you know we, we don't know um what what the impact will be of the actions that we take as we as we use the gifts that we have um you know it might be that just one little thing is is the catalyst for something huge down the down the track and and everything that we do you know has i think has impact on on eternity Mm. Um, and so we need, you know, as you said, we need to be we need to be prepared for the big thing. Yeah, we need to be prepared for the small thing. Um, we just need to act in the in the gifts that we've got. And and as you rightly say, you know, we've we've each got uh, God given gifts and abilities. Um, and and so we should be in a place where we're using those for God's glory and for for His purpose. Yeah, whether it's big, whether it's small. Yeah, and so you know, I didn't use this example on. Sunday, but yep. uh, like I just mentioned Moses in what I just said, you know, this big call leading yep. people out of Egypt. But there's one stage when they're in a battle with another army. And so Moses is up there on the mountain and when he had his staff up, they'd win. Yep. When it fell down, yep. they didn't. So there's two men climbed up beside him, Aaron and her, and they lifted his arms up to mm. help with the victory. Mm. And if they hadn't been doing that, maybe they would have lost. In fact, more than likely because for whatever reason that was what God said, hey. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd say the reason is to show us a picture of what it's really like. Mm. Um 
that that we could look back at that story and go, it's so important that the people around leadership are you know lifting up those hands that are, are taking their part. Like there's people fighting the battle. Yep. If the soldiers had all walked away, the battle wouldn't have been won. Yep. If those guys hadn't gone up the hill to hold up his arms, the battle wouldn't have been won. Yeah. And, you know, although um, most of the way we think is very hierarchical in this world, I don't think that's at all how it is with God. It's, it's you know, as when we read a few of the verses later on, um, it's really about the, uh, the togetherness of who we are, that we are all part of the same body, we just have different functions within that body. So yep. actually no one part is more important than the other. Mm. They're just carrying out different roles. And and to be honest, that role could be taken away at any time. Mm. Um, and so when people are in leadership, it's never to be the boss. It's always to serve. Yep. But it is to lead, if you understand know yeah. what I'm yep. saying. So there's that courage in leading. But it's not like they're actually a better person or greater because every single person stands before God judged through the blood of Jesus Christ. Yep. And so we're all, you know, judged the same really that way. Yeah. Um, and so by taking our part, we actually enable God to do exactly what he wants to do. And without every person taking their part, there's a diminished capacity for the body of Christ, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing I think, and this is part of that, um, when we talk about the giftings, because you know there are are gifts of you know apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, yep. evangelist, but then there's other gifts too of leadership. Um, there could be administrative gifts, and and the the list that we'll go through in the Bible are very um, limited because it it says in the verses these are some of the gifts. Like yep. we can't limit God to what we see written there. There mm. are lots and lots of gifts. Yes. So Romans 4.4, 4, when people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. Mm. So what's that got to do with it? Um, when someone has a gift from God, it's nothing that you've earned. Yeah. So we can't boast in it. No, that's right. That makes sense? Yes, it does make yeah. sense. Yeah, so it, it'd be like me, you know, getting, you know, this amazing Maserati boomerang or something and walking around thinking oh, I'm amazing. Uh, and showing off and how great I am because I have this car, but yep. the gift is only there because of the giver. And so mm. when we submit everything that we are to Christ, the, the gift, we didn't earn it. No. And so therefore we can't boast on it. Um, yep. So yep. 1 Corinthians twelve six and 7, God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Comment on that for me, Matt. Well, well, first of all, God works in different ways, so he's, you know, thing, things will happen differently for different people. So it's not. I think the important thing for us there is that you can't look at someone else and go, "Well, God's doing this in their lives." You know, how's he? How? Why isn't he working in my? You know, like there's that, there's that questioning of of how God is operating in us, but, um, but it is the same God that works in all of us. So that's that's yep. really key. Um, but then each of us is given a spiritual gift so that it's there to help each other. It's not yeah. it's not for our own personal benefit. You know, and I think that comes back to that wages thing too as well. You know, we've got this gift and we use it so that we can earn a living and all that kind of stuff. But mm. at the same time, um, that shouldn't be the driver for what, what we're doing. You know, yeah. we should be doing all things as though we are doing it for Christ. Yeah. Um, 
and and the reason that we have those gifts and abilities is that so that we can help each other because we we don't all have the same abilities thankfully yeah. yeah um you know and so so again and and i think on sunday you use that analogy of the of like a floor mat mm. you know everyone has their part and it all hangs together there's no one that's more important than anyone else mm. but without everyone being in that space it doesn't it doesn't work yeah you know or you know you you take a example of a jigsaw puzzle yep. you know every every piece has to fit into the right spot yep for that for there to be that full picture yeah, you know? that's right. Um, so I think it's really, yeah, really key for us to to be recognizing um, the gifts and abilities that we have, and then to be using that, you know, um, yep. as a as a way of honoring God and and helping each other with what yeah, we can do. Absolutely. Yep. And you know, I'll just read through a couple more little passages: Galatians yep. six two to five. Share each other's burdens, and this way you obey the law of Christ, which is love. Yep. If you think you are too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, going back to those gifts things, it's like um, some people get so caught up in their gifts, uh, especially if they're actually gifts that are quite prominent, um, to think, you know, this is all about me. But yeah. it's actually not. Any gift that we have is really so we can help others. Yep. Pay careful attention to your own work. For then you'll get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself with anyone else for we are responsible for our own conduct. So really just, Matt, there, mm. I wanted to really drill down on, hey, guys, you're responsible for yourself. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a, a message I might preach a bit later on just about the welfare Christian where we're relying on other people and we're blaming other people mm. for our own conduct or our lack of spiritual growth or... You know, you haven't recognised my gifts or whatever it might be, yep. and it's like, come on, guys, let's let's think about it. This is actually your responsibility, mm. as much as it is the the say, for example, the pastor to preach about things, to to bring the truth, mm. um, to help you where they can. No one can make you do anything, and Jesus was very, you know, gentle in his approach with people. Uh, well, he wasn't always gentle, no. but in terms of following, yep. him, it was very much like. Uh, follow me. Yeah. Come and follow me. And it yeah. wasn't. It was an invitation into this life, but you could very easily choose not to. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't force. Didn't run after anyone. Um, the rich young ruler, when he walked away, he didn't chase after him, mm. saying, "Oh, wait a minute, you got some money. Maybe I need to, you know, pacify you." And you know, it's actually okay. Um, he didn't do that. Yeah. One Peter four ten to eleven. God has given each of you a gift from His great variety of spiritual gifts again there the emphasis on each of you yes a gift use them well to serve one another basically yep. says the same thing do you have a gift of speaking then speak as though god himself was speaking through you do you have the gift of helping others do it with all the strength and energy that god supplies and everything you do will bring glory to god through jesus christ all glory and power to him forever and ever mm. um and and here it's really guys if you've got a gift I love the way, and I think there's another the passage that talks about have you got the gift of leadership? Then lead, you know, like yeah. take it yep. seriously. I think it actually yep. says, um, and you can sort of see that emphasis that it's like doing it with all your heart, right? Mm. So speak as though God Himself was speaking through you. Um, if you help, if you've got the gift of helping, do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. It's like don't do it half-heartedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the problem with half-heartedness, Matt? 
Well, it's it's um, it's not not quality, is it? No. Like, and it's not it's not the the best of our potential, or you know, and I guess especially if we if we're actively out there doing things like as a, as a church presenting to the world, yeah. You know, if we're doing things half-hearted, that's that doesn't present God well. Yeah. Um, I think is, is a really key thing in that. Um, but also it's, you know, I think as, as it says there, you know, uh, in the, uh, where was it in the Galatians six reading that, you know, if you, you know, do, do what you do well and get satisfaction out of it. So, because then you don't need to compare yourself because yeah. you know, you've done the best. And yes, you, exactly. You know, even if it's not as good as someone else, you've done your yeah, very yeah, best. That's right. And you, and you can say that's, that's my best work right there yeah. and be proud of it. Yeah. You know? that's and, good. and I think, I think that comparison thing, you know, is, mm. is really key. You know, we can, we can really easily fall into that trap of, of looking at other people and comparing ourselves to them. But again, we're all different. We're all got different gifts. We've all got different abilities, um, you know, and, and there are those moments where we might be comparing ourselves to someone else and going, oh, why not like them? But at the same time, they're looking at us going, oh, well, why can't I be like them? Mm. You know, like it's, I've, I've come across that before. Have you ever done that? All the time. Yeah. I do it all the time. And, I, and that's something I've got to work on that I've got to, I've got to pull back from. Because, you know, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with saying, oh, gee, I wish I could really improve on this yeah. gift so I could be like, you know, be able to do what they're doing. Yep. But at the same time, it's not, you know, that's not, it shouldn't be the, the driving force or the all-consuming thing because that you know if, if that becomes all-consuming, then we're focused in on that yeah. rather than focused in on on God. Yeah, that's um, true. You know, so that doesn't mean you go, oh well, I don't need to do any more work on this particular gift or anything mm. like. You know, we still need to practice and we still need to, you know, use use the gifts. And as we use those gifts, we get stronger and stronger and stronger in in that. Yeah. And, you know, there'll be times when we completely stuff it up and, yep. you know, people might tell us that we've completely stuffed it up, but <laughs> yeah, there's an yeah. opportunity for us to grow in that and not be offended and, you know, like there's a, yeah. I yeah. Just, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yep. And, you know, like it's very easy. Like, I mean, there's been times and I've been the same. It's like, oh, what, what the heck am I doing pastoring a church? I can't do this. Mm. But I know I'm called to do it yep. and I do it the best that I can, yep. you know, and... Um, that's the thing. I do it with all my heart. I really do. Um, I, I want to serve God well. So yeah, it is, and it's and that comparison thing is very easy to get stuck in. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So then it's about okay. So we we don't want to just not use our gifts. So Paul wrote to Timothy, and there's a couple of letters that he wrote to Timothy in the Bible. One Timothy and two Timothy. Believe it or not. Mm. Makes sense, eh? It does make one sense. One and two. One and two. <laughs> <laughs> the first one in 1 Timothy 4.14. So this is the first letter. He's saying, don't neglect the spiritual gift that's in you. Um, you received through prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. And, yeah. um, you know, that's the first thing. We talked about that just then. But mm. then there's this in the second letter. I don't know why it is, but maybe Timothy's been in ministry for a while. He's, mm. you know, he's just suffered a bit of persecution. Things have happened in his life. Um and you know he's like oh you know maybe maybe i just can't do it mm. maybe i can't do this and and then in second timothy 1 6 he says this is why i remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift god gave you when i laid my hands on you and 
it, it's like amazing that he's saying don't just neg don't neglect it but he's saying take this opportunity to fan it into flames you know yeah. like th there's this coal still inside there you fan it back into flame and he said yeah. don't you remember like say in this same passage it talks about his grandmother and his mother yeah and how that they had passed on to him the faith and and taught him the things that mm. he needed to know mm. and you know because of that he had this rich spiritual inheritance and it was like don't let it go yeah um so i think for us that's the same thing you know we do come sometimes to points in our life where we're just feeling down right yeah and we're sort yep. of like is this worth it you know you know you've got a gift from god but should i continue using it because it's just to be honest hard yeah um yet you know we're, we're encouraged to to not give up mm. from doing good because you mm. will reap if you don't fail. yeah and again i think it comes back to to recognizing that the things that we do have have eternal consequence like yeah. that that particular story where he's talking about the grandmother and the mother or the you know really have they have they done anything special yeah. well they've they've <laughs> been you know yes they have actually yeah, but you know right. as they've parented and they've and they've raised their kids up in the way that they should go and the the consequence of that like even even that is you know you think about it and that's a, that's a pretty I don't know. Is that a massive thing? You know, you don't. It's not a big mm. upfront. It's not a, you know. And those of us who have have the the blessing of having kids and and the responsibility to to raise them that way, you know, who knows what your kids are going to do? Yeah. Um. You know, just as you were talking before about like like uh, who were you talking Moses and mm. and all of that, and I just you know just thinking about what Moses' sister did right back at the very beginning. Yeah. Miriam. You know, Miriam comes along. Moses is in his little basket and the Pharaoh's daughter comes down. Yep. And she said, Oh, you know, why you know, I yeah. know a lady who can help you look after <laughs> yeah, him. That's right. You know. I mean, that would have been absolutely terrifying, I think, in in the context of what was going on. But that that small action then had flow on that Moses became who he was, put him in a place that he needed to be so that God could use him in that having a relationship with Pharaoh and all of that kind of stuff. Um, which then flowed into Joshua, you know, and Joshua looking back at what Moses had mm. done as, as you know, he'd learned through that process. And, you know, all of this stuff, you know, simple, simple actions, yep. being faithful in what God was calling us to do has eternal consequence. Yep. You know? Um, yeah, absolutely. Every, every, everything, you know, and there's, so there's a, I mean, you can look, you can look through the Bible and there are so many examples of relatively simple things that people did mm. that have, had huge impact yeah on the world today and and so that's the same for us there's there's things that we can do which which we might consider to be really simple yep but have profound impact i remember a while ago i don't know if i've told this story before or not but there was used to be a guy somewhere in sydney who would hand out hand out um yeah the tracks tracks of paper yep. that's sort of like what you know where where are you going to be for all eternity or yep. whatever and and he would just hand these out to to people, and that was that was the end of it. And then yep. and then a story of this 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 guy twenty years later coming and finding him and and saying, you know, I found Jesus through this piece of paper, and I'm now a pastor, and we've got mm. you know in in India or wherever it was, and we've got all of these people that are now Christian because of the fact that you handed me a piece of paper. Yeah, you know, like incredible incredible story about. Some one dude doing something really, really simple that has yep. eternal consequences. Yeah. So I think there's that there's that challenge for us to not, you know, not not get caught up in the bigness. Yes. 
That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and that's part of that responsibility that we have and with God to change and transform the world around us. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, in the end, you know, it's about us work, working in obedience and dedication, all right? So yeah. together we build and, um, yeah. you know, it's about offering who we are, what we have, yielding it to God, surrendering to the Holy Spirit, and not looking for those big moments, you know, like, yeah. yep. but given moments. So where is it at this actual point in time, right now, right mm. in front of me, that God wants me to work? Not living for this massive moment in our life where all of a sudden we're thrust to stardom or whatever it might be, um, but where every day, what's before me now? Who is it before me right this moment, standing in front of me, yep. that God wants me yep. to impact? Yeah. And doing that together and helping one another. Yep. And he does definitely multiply what we have and, and use Absolutely. it for far more. The last thing I sort of wanted to, to speak about was the idea that, you know, we don't need each other. And that comes from two points of view. One is that the body says, we don't need you. So mm. Mm. that's terrible. But then on the other hand, there's another one where the part of the body says, you don't need me. Yeah. And both of them are very dangerous and wrong because, you know, we can easily think that, you know, like we're already complete. We don't need you, but that's not what God says. Uh, so 1 Corinthians 12, 14 and 15 and 20 and 21 Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand that does not make it less a part of the body. So firstly, it'd be like you saying, you know, oh, the body doesn't need me. Mm. I'm not needed in this church. I'm not needed in God's kingdom. I'm not good enough. And that's just simply not true. Um, you're part of the body and it's needed to be there. And I think that, that is actually a pride thing because we want to be noticed, you know, mm. like, I mean, like I said last week, it's, we do want to be noticed. Of course we do in relationship, but sometimes people take their ball and bat and walk home. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's it. I'm not playing anymore. Yep. Um, I'm out. Yep. And a lot of the time that is because people uh, haven't stirred up their gift, so yep. to speak. Yep. They haven't, that they've neglected their spiritual gift in this way that they're saying, I have a gift, mm. nobody's noticed it, so mm. I'm not using it. Yeah. Because it is about you, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a really dangerous place to be because it stops you being effective in the work of God for mm. a number of reasons. One is obviously pride. Um, but the pride shows up in the fact that if I'm not there, maybe people will notice me. Yeah. In a way, you know. Yeah. I mean, imagine if your foot suddenly walked off your body, you'd notice it pretty quickly. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And yeah. just thinking, thinking back to that example of taking your bat and ball and going home. Oh, I remember as a kid playing backyard cricket, and, yeah. and my mate cracking it, and he took his, he took his, <laughs> yeah, he yeah, took his yeah. bat and ball home. He got a bad decision, did he? But the, he did, you know. <laughs> but no, the but the impact of that is not just impacting the person who takes their bat and ball home. Yeah, like the other ten of us that were there in the park playing cricket. Could Couldn't no longer play, play cricket, you know. Yeah. So there's again, it's that it's it's the consequence of even that little thing you do, yeah. just affecting just the whole body, right? Everything, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, so don't don't take your bat and ball home. No, don't. Just 
keep going. I would say go the other way around and push in to relationship within the church and yep. push in. Like the thing is that if our gifts to help other people, what does that do? It puts us immediately into relationship with yeah, someone else. That's right. Because we're helping someone. Yeah, and on the lookout to help someone. Exactly right. Yeah. So, so we're our our eyes open up to yep. other people around us. Yeah. And what happens when we help someone? They love us, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. But you know, of what course I mean? they do. All yeah. of a sudden, no, that's right. you've built a trust and a warmth of fellowship with that person. Yeah. And you increase the growth of the body yep. because all of a sudden you are now in a relationship, which is richer for you. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then the other part of it, which is the 20 and 21, yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Yep. And I think that's the same, but on the opposite way where, you know, you've got part of the body saying, get out. We don't need you in here. Yeah. Um, we don't want you here. Uh, and you know there there are times when you know there's a disruptive influence in a place, but you know overall it's like don't neglect people that come into the body. Mm. You know uh, we That's don't right. need you. We're fine by ourselves. Um, we've got our little holy huddle going on, and you know we're we're great. Yeah. We've got fellowship. We've got comfort. We've got everything we need. No, you don't, because if every person has a spiritual gift that's helped the body. That means everyone who works, walks through the door, everyone who, who comes to Christ has something to offer yep. and make it even richer. Yep. And so there's always that enriching of the body. Um, yeah, Matt, that's about it from me. Yeah, that's good. Um, it's a good word, dude. Yeah, I, think, I think, too, there, there's a, a thing there just to encourage people with in terms of if you, if you don't know what your spiritual gift is to, to come and to get prayer. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's a really, really key thing. Yep. Um, from spiritually you know, mature people, right? From from spiritually mature people. So in in the verse you read out from one Timothy, it's like, you know, don't don't neglect the spiritual gift that you've received through prophecy spoken when when the elders laid hands on you. So yeah. your elders are your are your spiritual and mature people within within your community. So yep. you know, go to go to them. And say I need a I I just don't know what I'm doing and ask for that that clarification. Mm. Ask for that that prophecy to be spoken and and grab hold of that. And yep. you know, I think. It's really important that we don't neglect opportunity to pray for each other. Yeah, absolutely. You know, share, as, as it says in Galatians 6, you know, share your burdens mm -hmm. and all of that, you know, like it's it's really key. So, yep. yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's well real done, good. Matt. Excellent, man. Catch you later. See ya. <laughs>